Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Ever heard the expression, too big for your britches? If someone is too big for their britches, it means they're cocky, conceited, anything but modest and humble. Well, we're about to meet a character who's way too big for his britches until he meets someone who takes him down a notch. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called Chief Know-It-All. Versions of this tale come from Hawaii, the only American state in the Pacific Ocean and the only one composed entirely of islands. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this story, including Chris Sullivan. Grown-ups, you may know this Emmy-nominated actor from This Is Us on NBC. Chris is also a singer-songwriter who performs under the name Joseph the Spouse. So circle around, everyone. For Chief Know-It-All. Once upon a time, on a peaceful island full of sandy beaches, lush valleys, and majestic mountains, there lived a chief. The chief was the most powerful man around, and the most pompous, with a head so big it practically reached the mountaintops. The arrogant ruler was constantly singing his own praises and bragging about how magnificent he was. Oh, my subjects are so lucky to have me as their leader. I mean, has there ever been a head honcho so hale and hearty, a sovereign so spectacularly smart? I don't think so. Now, the chief may have been a swollen-headed know-it-all, but the truth is, he was spectacularly smart. He adored making up riddles and could easily stump even his wisest advisors. Okay, listen up, folks. See if you can solve this riddle. If you beat my head, I work. If you do not beat my head, I do not work. Who am I? Anyone? Huh? No takers? Really? The answer is a nail! (laughs) But the chief didn't just think he was the smartest, right? He thought he was the strongest, too. And the truth is, the chief was quite hale and hearty. He was an outstanding athlete, and once a year... He challenged his royal guards to a grand tournament, three contests of strength and skill. The first was a bowling contest, where each challenger rolled a stone disc down a long straight path to see how far the disc could go. The second contest was a spear-throwing competition where competitors took turns hurling a spiked pole through the air to strike a faraway target. The third contest 
was lava sledding, where contestants took a running start and hopped onto a narrow wooden sled. Then they hurled themselves headfirst down a steep slope made of crushed lava rock in hopes of sliding faster than their opponents. Each and every year, with all three of these contests, can you guess who always emerged victorious? That's right, the chief. <laughs> the chief triumphs again! But then, one bright hot summer, everything was about to change. It all started when a new guard joined the chief's ranks. The fellow's name was Caleb. And across the island, he was known for his physical strength and skill, not to mention his kindness and modesty. Unlike the chief, you'd never hear Caleb bragging about his accomplishments. Before Caleb's first grand tournament, he approached two of his fellow guards as they warmed up and stretched. Excuse me, friends. Sorry to bother you, but I'm new to the royal guard. In fact... Today is my very first time competing against the chief, and I can't help but wonder, have any of the chief's guards ever beat him in the grand tournament? Any of them? The two guards exchanged a look. (laughs) Are you for real, man? None of us have ever bested the chief. Yeah, I don't know how that guy does it, but he is in amazing shape. I mean, no matter how much we practice and train and work out, the chief always comes out on top. Always. Oh, time for us to get started. Best of luck, man. Yeah, best of luck. Caleb joined his fellow guards as they lined up and marched across the palace grounds. Thousands of spectators clapped and cheered as the guards strode over to a stage festooned with flowers where the chief was waiting. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this year's grand tournament. As usual, we will engage in three traditional games, with me competing against my fine, strapping royal guards here. May the best man win! The crowd roared as the chief held up a smooth disc made of black lava rock. Our first game today is bowling. As usual, we'll all take turns rolling our discs down this course here, then see whose disc travels the farthest. I, of course, will go first. The chief clutched the disc to his heart and took a deep breath. He swung his arm back, then forward, then sent the disc rolling down a track of smoothly packed dirt. (gasps) Go! Go, go, go! Go, 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 go! Everyone's eyes were glued to the chief's disc as it rolled farther and farther and farther, eventually coming to a halt at the 30-yard line. Well, 30 whole yards. Not bad. Not bad. Try beating that one, men. One by one, the guards sent their discs hurtling down the course. As usual, none of them came anywhere near the chief's disc. At least, not at first. The last guard to bowl was Caleb. The new recruit took his time as he grasped his disc of white sandstone and gazed down the narrow course. Then he extended the disc behind his body, swung it forward, and let 
go. Caleb's disc went rolling down the course. Rolling, 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 until, at last, it came to a stop at the 40-yard line, ten whole yards ahead of the Chiefs. The crowd went wild. The Chief turned to his advisors with a snarl. Who is that guard? Why, that's Caleb, Your Highness. He just joined your ranks last week. He's quite the athlete, isn't he? Uh, quite. He's the first guard ever to beat me in bowling. But that, that rookie has only bested me in one game. We still have two more to go. The chief straightened himself up and tried his best to smile as he addressed the crowd. Uh, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen... I commend our new recruit on his wonderful stroke of luck. Because if he beat me in a contest, it must have been luck, right? But enough dilly-dallying. On to the next game. Spear throwing. The chief held up a long wooden spear decorated with shark's teeth and feathers. On the other side of this field is a banana tree. In the middle of the tree's trunk is a target. We'll each take turns hurling our spears at the tree, then see who comes closest to striking the target. I, of course, will go first. The chief lifted his arm and bent it behind his head. He took a step, then launched his spear forward. <coughs> the chief's spear whizzed through the air before driving deep into the banana tree's trunk smack dab in the middle of the target. Well, what do you think of that? A bullseye. Try getting closer than that, men. The guards took turns flinging their spears toward the banana tree. Many of the spears punctured the tree's trunk, though none of them hit the target like the chiefs did. Then it was Caleb's turn. Caleb clutched his spear, then launched it into the air straight at the banana tree. And do you know what happened? Not only did Caleb's spear pierce the center of the target, but it drove all the way through the tree's trunk until it stuck out the other end. The astonished crowd erupted with cheers and applause. The chief, meanwhile, felt his face burn with embarrassment and anger. He glared at Caleb, then took a deep breath and grinned through clenched teeth. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, fortune has smiled on our newest recruit. But let's see what happens with our next game. Lava sledding. I, of course, will go first. The chief grabbed his oiled and polished wooden sled and headed to the top of a steep hill made of crushed lava. He sprinted forward, then launched himself onto the sled, belly down, head first, and sped across the course. The chief and his sled looked like a blur as they streaked farther and farther. By the time the chief reached the finish line, he had zipped across the course in just 59 seconds. 
My, my, my. 59 seconds. That's less than a minute. Definitely a new record. Try beating that one, men. One by one, the guards zoomed down the lava slope. And, as you can probably guess, no one completed the course in just 59 seconds, as the chief did. Then, it was Caleb's turn. Quick as a wink, the young man cast himself onto his sled and surged down the hill. When his sled crossed the finish line, he had clocked in at 49 seconds. Ten fewer seconds than the chief. The crowd jumped to its feet and exploded with hoots, hollers, and whistles. Caleb's fellow guards lifted him onto their shoulders and paraded him around the tournament grounds. But the defeated chief clenched his fists and stalked off to the palace with his advisors in tow. This is outrageous! Atrocious! Abominable! How dare this brand new recruit beat me in all three contests? Well, like we said, your highness, Caleb is quite an athlete. Yes, this young man is unlike anything we've ever seen. I mean, did you see the way he flew on that sled just now? Yes, and the way he flung that spear. Not to mention the way he bowled. Wasn't it amazing how he managed Enough! The chief was so furious, the veins in his neck were throbbing. Look, people, I was humiliated out there. Humiliated. I've been winning these tournaments for years. Years! And suddenly, this rookie, this novice, this new kid on the block shows up and runs circles around me? It's a disgrace. After all, I'm the head honcho who's hale and hardy. The sovereign who's spectacularly smart. The... wait a minute. The chief fell quiet for a moment. The advisors leaned in, waiting for him to continue. That's it! Don't you see? I am spectacularly smart. The spectacularly smartest, in fact. That's how I'll show this newbie who's boss. But, Your Highness, aren't you already the boss? Right. I mean, you are the chief and all, so... Ugh, it's a figure of speech, people. Listen. First thing tomorrow, bring this Caleb person to the palace. Tell him I wish to meet with him. That newcomer may have bested me in body, but I'm about to best him in brain. What do you think Chief Know-It-All is planning? Will he succeed in besting Caleb in brains? We'll find out after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
We've been looking for even more ways to circle round with super fans like you. And now we've got another one. The Circle Round Club. When you join the Circle Round Club, not only do you support the public radio station that makes Circle Round possible, but you can get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters from me, Rebecca Shear, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, and ad-free episodes. Sign up now at wbr.org slash Club. I'm Rebecca Shear. Welcome back to Circle Round. Today our story is called Chief Know-It-All. When we left off, for the first time ever, a new guard named Caleb beat the cocky island chief in the annual grand tournament. So the outraged chief cooked up a plan to get revenge. The morning after the tournament, he summoned Caleb to the palace and challenged the young man to another contest. A riddling contest. I have to admit, Your Highness, I don't know much about riddles, telling them or solving them. But if it is your royal wish, I will try. It is my wish, Caleb. And if you solve my riddle by tomorrow morning, I will promote you to Captain of the Royal Guard. Caleb's heart skipped a beat. That's very generous of you, Your Highness. But what if I can't solve the riddle? The chief's eyes gleamed. If you can't solve my riddle, Caleb, then you will be booted out of the royal guard forever. So, are you ready? Butterflies flitted around Caleb's stomach. What else could he say except... I'm ready. Good. Now listen up and listen well, for here is my riddle. In the morning, I have four legs. At noon, I have two legs. In the evening, I have three legs. Who am I? As Caleb left the palace, his mind was reeling. The chief's riddle sounded like utter nonsense. But Caleb was determined to find the answer. So, on his way home, he studied everything around him in hopes that something would help him solve the chief's riddle. He gazed at the glittering blue sea, stared at the sandy beach, took in the towering mountains. He peered at papaya trees, observed orchids, he even sized up the sea turtles and gawked at the geckos. But no inspiration came At last, he reached the thatched roof hut he shared with his great aunt and his baby daughter. Auntie Ona was sitting on her rocking chair. By her side was her trusty cane. In her lap was Caleb's squirming, wriggling daughter. Welcome back, Caleb. How did your meeting go with the chief? Not well, Auntie. Not well at all. It turns out the chief is going to kick me out of the royal guard. Unless I can solve a riddle. Auntie Ona raised a silvery-gray eyebrow. A riddle, eh? And what might that riddle be? So Caleb told Auntie Ona the chief's riddle. The old woman listened carefully. So, 
In the morning, I have four legs. At noon, I have two legs. In the evening, I have three legs. That's it? That's the chief's riddle? That's it. Do you know the answer, Auntie? A grin spread across Auntie Ona's wrinkled face. Actually, my boy, I do know the answer to the chief's riddle. Caleb's heart fluttered. But I'm not going to tell it to you. Caleb's heart fell. What do you mean, Auntie? If I don't give the chief an answer, then there's no way that I can... Oh, don't you worry, Caleb. You'll give the chief an answer. But that answer must come from you, not me. The most I can do is tell you that the solution to your riddle can be found in this very room. The rest is up to you. Auntie Ona reached up and handed Caleb his baby daughter. Now take this adorable child of yours and let me make some lunch. We're having coconut pudding for dessert. Your favorite. As Caleb held the baby in his arms, she began squirming her little arms and legs. So Caleb set the restless child on the rug. Immediately, she began to crawl, cooing and babbling as she scooted around the room on all fours. Auntie Ona, meanwhile, lifted her creaky bones out of her rocking chair, took hold of her cane, and leaned on her wooden stick as she shuffled toward the stove. Just then, the clock struck twelve, and a thought struck Caleb. Wait a minute. Four legs in the morning, two legs at noon... And three legs in the evening, four legs, two legs, three legs. That's it. That's it. The next day, Caleb hurried to the chief's palace. The chief was waiting on his throne with his arms crossed and his face smug. Well, Caleb... Were you successful in finding an answer to my riddle? Caleb took a deep breath. I was, your highness. As you can imagine, these were not the words the chief expected to hear. Oh, you have, have you? <laughs> well then, let's hear it. Tell me the answer to my riddle. I'd be happy to tell you, your highness, but I'd much rather show you. First, may I present morning? Caleb let out a whistle. At once, who should appear but Caleb's baby daughter? The tiny infant crawled right through the door, then scooted over to Caleb on all fours. Here are your four legs in the morning, your highness. A sweet young baby at the dawn of her life and just learning to crawl. Which brings us to noon. Caleb gestured toward himself as he stood straight as an arrow on the palace floor. Here, your highness, are your two legs at noon. 
a strong young man, standing tall in the prime of his life. And finally, we have evening. Caleb waved his hand toward the door. And can you guess who appeared? It was Auntie Ona. She hobbled into the room, her feet shuffling as she leaned on her cane. These, your highness, are your three legs in the evening. A wonderful, wise elder in her golden years, using her walking stick to help her get around. The chief was speechless. Caleb had cracked his riddle and trounced him in the grand tournament, two things the chief had never dreamed possible. For the first time ever, the great ruler felt humbled. After that day, Caleb was promoted to captain of the Royal Guard. And every time the chief saluted his new captain, you can be sure his swollen head shrunk down a few sizes, while his respect for others grew. Now it's your turn. The chief learned a lot about what it means to be humble and modest, no longer too big for his britches. What are some things you can do this week to be humble? Find a grown-up and ask them to help you make a list. Maybe you can help a younger sibling learn something new. You can hold the door open for someone, or you can simply say thank you when somebody says or does something kind. This week's story, Chief Know-It-All, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Circle Round's executive producer, Catherine Brewer. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has drawn a black and white illustration for every Circle Round story, and you can print them out and color them in while you listen, or anytime. Ask a grown-up to visit our website, wbur.org slash circleround, and click on Soundtrack and Coloring Pages. Special thanks to this week's actors, Doug Lockwood, Adam Mastriani, Maurice Emanuel Parent, Gamalia Farms, Kimberly Schraff, Chris Tucci, and Chris Sullivan. Chris Sullivan stars in This Is Us on NBC. He also writes and plays music under the name Joseph the Spouse. His new album, recorded with Taylor Goldsmith from the band Dawes, is expected to come out later this year. Our featured instrument this week was the ukulele. It was custom-made for Circle Round by Brad Simon of Undermountain Ukuleles and Guitars. You can read about this stringed instrument that originated in Hawaii in the 1800s and see a picture of the one Brad made for us on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Never want to miss an episode of Circle Round? Ask a grown-up to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app they use. And please leave us some stars, write us a review, or just tell your friends about the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shearer. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. My name is May, and my favorite story is 
Godzilla and the Dragon and Baba Yon. Hi, my name is Lada. I'm from Oakland, California. My favorite story is with the Lego Park because I love when he goes, No, take me! Take me, silly! Take me! Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts. <laughs>